0: So over the last three weeks, we've been in an awesome series called Called Choisen, Cho, Choisen, Choisen. if I can talk this morning. Chosen, <laughs> chosen, anointed, and more. And what pastor's been trying to get at through this series is show us that our identity is found in Christ. Nothing else. He's trying to he just want us to get across that this is our identity is not found in anything other than being, being chosen by being called by Christ and being his. Nothing else in this world matters. It's by it's our identity is found. In him. And can it be honest, this is the perfect series for what's going on right now for the church. Everything in this world is telling you to identify as something. What are you? are you? What's your political status? What's your thoughts on this? What's all this? No, no, no. I can tell you what I am. I'm kingdom-minded. I belong to Jesus, and I follow Jesus. And so basically, this is such a, and so I hope you guys have been getting something out of this, because I, I don't know about you, but I really have. And especially with everything that's going on, we need to have our identity found in not at a, anything else but Jesus. I wonder what would happen if we all just found our identity in him. wonder what this world would look like. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, keep, I'm, gonna, I'm preaching my message. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay. So week one, we talked about what? We talked about being called. Being called. We talked about how it's not, your, it's not your purpose, but it's simply being called to having a relationship with Jesus. That when I'm called, it's not what I'm supposed to do. It's an invitation to a relationship with him. It says this in 1 Peter 2 9 through 10. It says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal, a holy, a holy nation, a royal police, a priesthood. He has, he has his own special people that you can proclaim and praise him, who, are call, who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now a people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have attained it. I am called out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. I'm not, I'm not called to anything. Uh, that's my calling. I'm called to a relationship with him. No longer living where I used to be. But living in the light that he's called me to live in. No longer bound anymore. I'm called to live a life. Not in bondage. But of freedom in Jesus Christ. Somebody say I'm called. Come on say it with authority. I'm called. 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 And then week two. Chosen. We talked about how, we, and we used the parable of the wedding feast, and, and it says this in Matthew twenty-two, fourteen. It says, "For many are called, but few are chosen." Being chosen is the purpose that God has for you. So again, the calling is the relationship. The chosen part is the thing that God wants you to do. Is call, has, has chosen, has destined you to do, chosen, chosen to be more, to do more, not for yourself but for the kingdom. That when I'm chosen to do something, it's not to bring myself glory, it's not to bring myself honor, it's not to bring anything other than him honor. I'm chosen, I was called out, now I'm chosen to go do something for him. Chosen. Now, now, now understand this, that when we walk in this, we're no longer in it for ourselves, but we're in it to make God known in everything we are. To declare him, to glorify him, to tell people about him. And then it says this in John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the father in my name, I that he may give you that I've been chosen to bear good fruit and to do things for him, not for myself again. So say I am chosen. There we go. That's a little better church. We're waking up. Week three, anointed. Week three, anointed. We talked about how David. He was, he was anointed and empowered to be the next king of Israel, right? So David, we talked about how you know, Samuel came and he poured the, poured the oil over David. In that moment, David was anointed. Now we see that David was called because he had a relationship with God, right? And he was chosen to be king, therefore anointed to do the thing that God wanted him to do. So we cannot, we cannot do the things that God has chosen us on our own. We need that anointing to fulfill the thing that he's chosen us to do. And I'll say this too, the, the anointing doesn't just come on just because you may look a certain part, right? It said in the it said that Samuel passed over all of David's brothers who looked the part of king but didn't have the heart of one. Right, exactly. That your, your anointing is not based on any sort of qualifications. It's simply based on have you been called out and have you been chosen? So if, you've, if, you qualif- if you're on those two things, then yes, you're going to be anointed to do something awesome. Because that's a God who's not just going to you know, call you out and do nothing with you he's a God who's going to call you, choose you, and then anoint you to do the part. And then the last part of this is with, with Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me, has anointed you, to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to confront all who, to comfort all who mourn, to console to those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, to uh, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise of the spirit of the heavenlies, <laughs> that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that He may be glorified. So no matter what we're call, what we're chosen and anointed to do, that is what we're spo- that we know what we're chosen to do. When we're anointed, we're we're supposed to be doing that. No matter where we're at, no matter what God has chosen us to do, that is our anointing to do that. To go preach, to go tell people, you know, hey, Jesus is coming. Hey, to comfort people, to preach good glad tidings to the poor, to do all these different things. That is what our anointing is for. To go do that, no matter what we've been chosen to do, that is what it is no matter what. So say this with me. I am anointed. So today, if you haven't found out based off of obviously the sermon series, today we're going to be talking about the final piece, the last part of called choice and anointed. It is time for more. Somebody shout more. More. I'm ready for more. Now how many believe that God, with God, that we're capable of doing more than we can even think of? And we say, yes, God, with God, I can do more than even in my own power. Cool, I'm glad I'm talking to the right crowd. How many believe that God has a bigger plan for our lives and that it is more than we can possibly think of? Yes, 100%. I know that God, even on my own plans and my own terms, that God has something so much bigger for me. That he has more for me. And how many that you would even say that I want to do more for God? That I don't, I just, I, I want to do more. Like, he's done so much for me. I've been called out. I've been chosen. I've been anointed. And now I want to go do more. I don't want to sit back. So if you want to open up your Bibles in John 14, 12 through 14, I'll let you get there. John 14. Go ahead and open up your Bibles. John 14. And it says this. It says this. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. I'm going to be with the Father because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask anything in my name and I will do it. So that the son can bring glory to the father, yes. Ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, when I first came to Louisiana, so first week I came, California originally, total culture shock, total 100% culture shock. Even the food's different. Everything's different here. Okay, 100% different. So my first my first week here, my the whole staff was like, we need we need you know we need to show Dylan some some Louisiana food, right? Some some Cajun deliciousness, okay, some fried deliciousness, amen, because nothing is fried in California, so I was like, okay, here we go, so we go to Copeland's, it's great, it's awesome, we go there, we're sitting there chilling, and they're like, don't worry, we'll order it for you, I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) I don't know what to expect, (laughs) this is crazy, Um, so I went, and they're like, yeah, he'll have the seafood platter, like, okay, cool, so you know in California, seafood platter is like, you know, this little, you know, cool little, you know, thing, not in Louisiana, (laughs) if you have a full seafood platter, you're pretty much eating for five, okay, (laughs) So they 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 bring it to me. I'm like, oh! Number, number one, I was amazed. Number two, I was like, how the heck am I going to eat all this? Number three, I was excited to eat all of it, <laughs> right? Because I have never had this kind of stuff before. So I'm like, okay, let's let's keep something going. I'm eating, and I'm like, oh, this is really really good. And I'm eating and eating and eating, and I realize like I'm getting so full. Like I don't know. And I did the little, you know, you, I don't know. I do the, like the lean and eat on the table, so expand your stomach a little bit. And you're like, okay, let's eat. A little, and I kept eating. And I kept eating and eating and eating. And even though I was full, I kept eating it, and I kept wanting more because it was so good. <laughs> and it, it hurt later. I'm not going to explain in what ways that it hurt, but it hurt. Okay, It was not a fun experience. And then another moment, too, and that was actually, and then a week later, I went with the Herod's to like a to another, me and Pastor Ben went, and I was like, I thought that was big. I was like, oh, my gosh, how can I eat all of this? And I did anyway. So I mean, that's why I gained so much weight moving to Louisiana. Amen. Okay. I don't know. So, okay. The people that are thin in Louisiana or in shape, I'm like, how do you do this? Tell me, tell me your secret because I can't get away from the food anyway, because I keep wanting more. I keep wanting more and more and more of the food. When you eat chips and salsa, right, there's no way that I can just have one chip and salsa, right? If you're that 1%, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think those people exist, right? There's no way that I can go to a Mexican restaurant and be like, let me have one chip. You know, one. I'm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> it's good. No. No, 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 no. You demand. You put a demand on that waitress and say, look, I need you to bring me more chips and salsa. Hey, someone chips and salsa over here. And you go through four or five helpings of this, and then you eat your entire food. No wonder everyone feels bad after eating Mexican food. It's the chips and salsas' fault. Okay. <laughs> but it's because we want more. See, the truth is no matter who we are, we always want more of something that's good, not less of it. Or if we see something that's good, we want more of it. And that, that's, that's just natural. Man, if we see something awesome, man, we see good food, we want more of it. There's like no way that I can stop. Like with the seafood platter, I just had to keep going and going and going. Even though I, didn't, even though I couldn't fit it anymore, I, I wanted more of it because it was so good. I had to have it. A lot of us want more, more money, <laughs> uh, right? Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I know we're in church. It's okay. We we want that, right? Uh, I want a bigger place to live in. Let's be real, or or another car, or some of you want another child, or or even more time. Or in my case, it was more of the seafood platter. Okay, we wanted more of something. But just like all these things that we want more of, we should have a desire to live and to have more and want more of God. Not just more material, because let's be real, I, I feel like a lot of times our want and desires for more of material things or food or all these things can get in the way of wanting to be used more or have more of who God is. So we have to be very careful so that, that you know, it's that same desire that we have, we want to have to have more of it. That God has promised us to walk in the more, so why not desire more? I, I don't, I don't want to live with less of God. I don't, I don't want to be just someone that sits, on a, sits in church on a Sunday and does nothing with it. I don't want to be that person. God's called me out of something that was so horrible. Like, honestly, like God has delivered us out of something that was so dark, so scary, so like almost without him into his marvelous light. And I'm like, man, I can't, I I want to do more. I just don't want to sit by and watch it. I I don't want to be that person. I want to do something that, that does something for God, no matter what the cost is. I want to go after him with my whole heart, with nothing left to give everything that I have. So what is more, though? I'm glad you asked. We're going to go back into what we just read. Again, John 14, 12 through 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. So when I when I read that when I read that I was like this is cool like Jesus is saying I'm going to do the same things he did, <laughs> this is awesome, but then he said greater and I'm like okay hold up like, what do you mean by that like you mean you died on the cross like you forgave all of humanity like what do you necessarily mean by greater God, right? Because I read that I'm like okay like explain it. So I so I, I did a little research on it, but see the greater isn't in the matter of significance. Right, so Jesus died on the. There's no way that any of us could do do what Jesus did, die on the cross and forgive all humanity with their sins, right, for their sins. The more, the greater means doing more of what he did. The greater is doing more because look, Jesus was only on, only did ministry for three years, so there's only a limited amount of people that he could reach, that he could preach the gospel to, that he could heal, that he could pray for, that he could you know heal, that he can raise from the dead, all these different things. He had a limited amount of time, so when he left, he said, "Look, you believer." You who believes in me, you who's called to do more, you are going to do more than I ever did. That's weird, Pastor Dan, like more than Jesus. Yes, more. It says more. It says more, more, more preaching people, preaching the gospel to people, more making disciples, more praying for people to be healed, more people, more praying for miracles. All these different things. Jesus has called us to do more. Because if you think collectively as the Christian body as a whole, that's already happened. Though we've reached, we've reached a ton of people. We've, re, we've prayed for a lot of people. We've seen people, like we've seen people raised from the dead. It's crazy. We're called to do more. I wonder what the world would look like if we walked in the more. I wonder what would happen in our city if we walked in the more. I wonder what would happen in our state if we walked. I wonder what happened in our nation if we walked in the more. Can I tell you what happened? love would, would triumph over hate, <laughs> there would be peace, there would be no division, there would be harmony, and godliness would be all over the nation. So the thing is, as Christians, we have a responsibility to walk in this more, to, to tell people about him, to show Jesus. So my, my thing is saying this is that if we were to simply walk in the more, we would see change in our city. If you, and let's go even, even deeper. You would, if you walked in the more, you would start to see some change. We would start to see some change in our families. Because now, now I'm not just sitting, now I'm not just doing anything, but now I am called to do more. And now I'm showing more. I'm showing more of Jesus. I'm showing more of who he is. I'm showing what he's done for me. I'm telling more people about him. If we showed this love that Jesus had and we did more of it, I wonder what would happen. Again, like I said, we would see change like none other. We would see people come to Jesus. We would see people repent. We would see people even forgive people. We would see restoration. We would see hope restored. We would see people of, of every nationality, every, back, every background come together and lift up Jesus. Can I say this too? I'm a, I am a Christian and a believer before I'm an American. I am a kingdom-minded person before I claim an, being an American. If, I, if, my, if, my, my, if anything other than that supersedes being a part of the kingdom, then I've missed it. Kingdom first, everything else after. If it doesn't line up with the kingdom, put it away. If it doesn't, make, it doesn't, if it doesn't put me as a citizen of heaven, get it out. I don't want it. Because I want to operate in the more. I don't want to operate being more of an American. I want to be operating in more of being a part of the kingdom. That's what I want. And to show the kingdom to the people who are in America that need it the most. I want more of that. And if we did that, I guarantee you everything would change. But however... In order for us to walk in the more, there's gonna be more that's required of us. And, and not just more with works, not saying, you know, okay, you know, I gotta pray seven hours a day. I gotta do this, I gotta fast, like, you know, I gotta do a 21-day fast every month. Like, God, that would suck. <laughs> but like I gotta do a twenty-one day fast every month, I gotta do all this. No, 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 no. It just requires more of who you are. If I want to walk out more, I need more of Him in my life, and I need more Word in my life, and I need to pray, and I need to, I need to worship, I need to go after. If I want more, I need more of Him. And so I need to do what I can to get more of Him. So, in order for me to operate again in the more, I need to walk in the more. See, honestly, again, the, the, the reason why a lot of believers don't walk in the, in the more is because most of us will do the bare minimum. Most of us will stay. With the bare minimum, I'm like, I come to church, awesome, cool. <laughs> I sat here Sunday morning, God use me. That's it. Or cool, I pray once once a month, cool, awesome. Or, 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 or you know, whatever it is, but the reason why is because we stick to the bare minimum when it comes to following Christ. We follow God on Sundays, we don't follow him the rest of the week. We live according to the word when we walk in this building, but not the rest of the week. We follow him, we follow him based on when we're in church attendance rather based on just being a part of the kingdom. We caught from in the fact that we've been called, right? Like, awesome! Oh, Jesus has saved me. I used to be in darkness, but now I'm the light. And people are like, what's next? I don't know. <laughs> I just know I used to live over there. And now I'm here. And now I'm in the light. Okay, cool. Or we get stuck in being chosen. You know, Jesus called me out of the, you know, he called me out of the darkness into the light, and I've been chosen to do something. And yeah, Cool. Or, and this is where a lot of us end up, in this next part, I've been called out, I've been chosen, I'm anointed. I'm anointed to do something great for God. Well, what are you doing with it? Nothing. That doesn't make sense to me. I can't get stuck in just being anointed and saying I'm called and that I'm chosen, that I'm anointed to do something. I actually have to do it. I know it's a shocker. I know. I know it's tough. But we actually have to do it. I don't, I don't want to live a life where I just claim to do, claim to be something and do nothing about it. I don't want to live a life for God saying that I'm called or chosen and, and anointed by God, but never walk in the more that he has for me. See, the anointing helps you accomplish the more. When I'm anointed, it helps me accomplish to do more. Not just so I can simply say that I'm anointed. No, that I can do more and keep doing more and never stop doing more and always growing. God's not a God who says, all right, you're done. That's it. There's no more. That happens when we go to heaven then that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate moment. But as long as there's breath in your lungs and you're breathing, there is more. Whew, I feel like I have to say this. There's a lot of us who, who feel like maybe we're not capable of doing more. Can I be honest? Ready? I know this is going to sound bad or harsh. <laughs> you're not. But with the anointing, you are. When he comes upon you, you can do it. So it doesn't matter your background. You may feel in here that I'm not capable or I'm not able or that maybe my mistakes have caused me not to feel it. Or maybe I'm just so tied up with everything that's going at home that I don't seem to be able to focus on the more. No, 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 no. If the anointing, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead now dwells in you. And again, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Therefore, when I'm anointed, I can do everything that he tells me that I can do. He's not, it doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter where you grow, grew up. Look, you want to talk about how I grew up? I grew up in the, I should not be here. I should be somebody that has complained about what, there, what, what happened in my life and in the past and what my mom tried to, do, to, do, to try to do to our family, what happened with my first marriage, all this stuff. I should not be here. But because the anointing that God has placed, because I've been chosen to do this, that I've been anointed to do this, now I'm doing more. The same thing can be done with you. The same can be like, like I want to do, I don't, no one wakes up in the morning and says, I want to live a mediocre life. <laughs> I just want to suck today. <laughs> That's all I want to do. No one wakes up like that. I don't, if you do, then, then obviously we need to, we need you to get connected with Jesus because obviously connected to him, you can do all things. But I'm speaking to those who know, you can do anything that God tells you that he can, that he wants you to do. Never feel like that you're lost or without hope or abandoned, that you can do more, that you're capable of it. It may not, it may not, and sometimes, honestly, it's not what you think it's going to be. Sometimes the more looks totally different than we've ever expected. You're called to do more. And called to trust that God has the plan altogether. that you just have to walk and follow and watch watch it just unfold. There's nothing more exhilarating than waking up in the morning and being like, okay, God, I'm ready for more and I have no idea what it is. (laughs) There's moments I wake up, I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> I don't know what you have for me today, but let's do it. And then surely he just brings it. Here's the more that you can do today. Here's what I need you to do with your family. Hey, this is what I need you to do when it comes to reaching students. in, 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 the, in Hey, this is what I need you to do when it comes to all these. This, hey, this is what I need you to do. I need you to do more in this area, right. to walk in that. Yeah. Jesus has called us to more. <laughs> He's called us to operate more. He's called us to do more than, than we ever can think of or imagine. Because deep down inside, all of us want more, right? All of us want more. Even if you feel like that you can. Like I said, we want more. I'll use this as an example. I'm sorry, I'm walking over here. I'll use this as an example. Who likes french fries? Does anyone love french fries? I love french fries. French fries are great. I love McDonald's french fries, but, um, but I can only get Wendy's today. So it is what it is. So if I were to tell you, <laughs> you get a bag of fries. Hold on, if I can find a fry. Bro, they're all on the bottom of the bag. Don't you hate that? Although bag fries taste like a thousand times better, I give you this fry. <laughs> you order a large fry. Here you go. This is all you can have. How many of you guys would be so disappointed that you only had one fry? Right? It's just like the chips. You know. What? Side note: This is like the third example of food I've used uh, here, because when in Louisiana, we talk about food, right? We have this. Everything revolves around food, and somehow the spirit of the Lord shows up when we talk about food. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> anyway, if I said that you could only eat one fry, that's it. That's all you can have. There's a whole bag over here, but one fry, that's it. How many of y'all would be satisfied with that? No, 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 no. You eat the whole fry. Even if you don't want to eat them all, you keep going, especially if they're McDonald's fries. I don't know what they put in there, but it's so addicting that you literally have to order two large to even get satisfied. Not that I do that. Okay, don't judge me. Okay, but you have to. So right, but if I gave you this whole bag, even after eating this whole bag, you're like, bro, I gotta go for some more. Right? You don't just eat one donut, you eat like five. <laughs> you don't eat just one hamburger, you eat two. Do you always want more of it, right? You always want more. So so again, just like just like this, just like desiring more of a French fry. <laughs> I know I'm using a French fry as an example. We should desire the same thing when it comes to God. I'm not satisfied with just doing this. I'm not just satisfied just being honestly just being called out. I I, I want to be I wanna be chosen. Like give me that, give me these other fries. I want to be. I want to be chosen. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good right there. Actually, you know what? I'm going to eat one, so I'm just kidding. I want to be chosen. I want to be anointed. I want this whole thing. I want all of this. I want it all. I want all of this. I want to eat all this. I want to have all this. I desire more of it. I don't just want one little thing. I want everything. I don't want just a sliver. I want it all. I can't live with just a little bit of it. Can't just have a little bit of it. So, so when we're called to more and, and God says it's time to act, man, God, you want me to pray for somebody? Let's go. God, you want me to go pray for healing for this person I've never met in my entire life? Let's do it. God, you want me to have enough faith to even pray for somebody to raise from the dead? Then let's do it. What do I have to lose to operate in the more? I have nothing to lose. God, if you want me to go talk to somebody and witness to them and I've never seen them in my life, then yes, I'm going to go do it. You want me to believe for a huge miracle that I can't even, that even I'm having a hard time believing for, then I'm going to go do it. I'm going to do whatever you say, because operating in the more means whatever God says I'm going to do, even if it requires more out of me. Why? Because he has the perfect, awesome plan. And then and then operating the more is when we go through stuff like it says here and it says here in Romans 8.37, 37 which can can relate to this it says no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us conquer is a person who conquers a place or people conquer means to overcome and take control uh, take control to success, the successful outcome of a problem or a successfully overcoming a problem or a weakness and i love this last part it says this: the last of, and I never knew that I did not know this was a part of the definition. It says to climb a mountain success, successfully is the definition of conquer. To climb a mountain successfully, so to get over those struggles that you go through, to, to get over those frustrations that are constantly in your life, to to give to God the things that you're struggling with. But wait, hold on! It says you're more than that. So that means I look at a mountain and I'm like, I don't even have to climb this thing. I have a God in heaven who's already said that I'm more than a conqueror so I can get over this thing like this. You know what I have lacked? There's a mountain in front of me. I'm going to climb over this mountain and know that my God can suffice everything that I have, that I need. That he never lets the righteous be forsaken. That I am more than a conqueror. I am more than that. God's always called us to be more than something. I am more than this. Therefore, I can conquer it. Therefore, I can get over it. Therefore, I don't have to be bound anymore because I am more than a conqueror. Chains can't hold me anymore. Why? Because I'm more than a conqueror. I am more than that because the conqueror can just snap the chains. I'm done. I don't need to worry about it. But since I'm more, the chains don't even need to be a part of my life. Walking in the more, being, <laughs> being free from everything because I am more than conqueror. I am more. I am more. And I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us read that and we're like, man, ugh, I, don't even, I don't even feel I can get out of what I am in. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm capable of doing the more because I don't even see myself as more of a conqueror. But in order for you to see yourself as more, you need to understand who God, what God has called you to be and who, who you are, right? We need to understand again, to really grasp the more, we need to understand again that I'm called from darkness into light. that I'm chosen to do something, anointed to do something, and therefore I'm called to do more. When I look back at that and knowing that I, where I've been through, I can understand that I'm called to more. I used to, when I, you know, in this moment, you know, sometimes in these moments when doing ministry, you, you kind of, or just being in life in general, you kind of like, man, you kind of feel like, Sometimes you don't see your own progression, right? And you're just like, eh, you know, it feels like I'm kind of the same. But then you look back, you're like, wow, <laughs> I used to be all the way over here. <laughs> this is, I used to be in darkness. I used to be blind. I couldn't see anything. But, man, as God continues, it shows you that you're capable of doing more. It shows you that you can conquer more. It shows you that you can overcome more. It shows you that you can get through more. It shows you that you can overcome anything that, he throws, that, that life throws your way. It shows you that you're more than capable. Shows you. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into this this story of, of Elijah and Elisha. Have you guys heard? You guys remember? Uh, you guys have heard of Elijah and Elisha, right? If you haven't, I'll give you a little quick background. Elijah was the guy who called fire from heaven, you know, you know poured all the water on, this, on the wood and called fire from heaven just to prove a point that our, his God, that our God was bigger than the false gods that they were worshiping. And Elisha was like his, his little his protege. He was, you know, the one that helped him and was there and, you know, was around Elijah during all this time. And, and there was this moment where it was just before Elijah was about to be taken up, right? he's just about to be taken up to heaven because I mean how awesome would that be god's like well you know you've accomplished pretty much everything i wanted to do let's take you up <laughs> you know? but right before he was about to get taken up they had they were having this conversation right and imagine elisha was with this guy was with his you know with his mentor for this time being and he's like he knows that he's going to go and, and he's seen all these things that god has used him to do he he saw the fire fall from heaven he saw the rain come he saw all these things happen and this there's this moment where where um when they, when they were crossing the Jordan, they were crossing the Jordan River, and Elijah asked Elisha a question. It says this. It says this in 2 Kings 2.9. 2 Kings 2.9. It says, When they had crossed, Elijah and Eli, uh, when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what do you want before I'm taken from you? And he says, This: Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. So basically, the double portion was this. So Elijah performed eight miracles, right? He performed eight miracles when he was, you know, when he was on earth. And Elisha was like, I want to do more. I want to do, I want to do more, right? I don't want to just do what I've seen everybody else do. I want to do, I want to even do more than you. I want to do this. Shouldn't that all be our desires to do more, right? Than the last person behind us. I mean, you know what? I saw this person conquer this. I want to even do more. I mean, I've seen someone do this, but I even want to be greater. There's nothing wrong with that. We all want to do more. Just like if I, get, if I had a $10 and a $20 bill out here, half of us would pick the 20 Why? Because it's double the 10 we, we want more, right? But there was something that had to happen, that had to happen before the double portion could happen. There was a, a requirement, you would say. It says this in 2 Kings 2.10. It says, you've asked a difficult thing, Elijah said, yet if you see me. When you are taken, when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. See, in order to receive a double portion, Elisha had to be in the right position to receive it. Elijah had to be in the correct position, the correct time, the correct place, in order to receive that double portion. He had to be aligned with what God wanted him to do. I cannot experience the more if I'm not aligned with the kingdom. I can be called out, right? I can be called out of darkness into light. I, I can be even chosen. God can choose me, and God can even anoint me. But if I want to experience the more, I need to be aligned with his will and his purpose for my life. To understand that when I'm chosen and anointed, I'm no longer living for myself. I'm not living for my own desires and wishes. Now, there's nothing wrong with having wants and desires and stuff like that, but to put God first. I'm no longer living for myself. So once I get to this anointed part, if I want more, I have to understand that I have to constantly be aligned with what God wants. I can't live for me anymore. I have to be in the, in the correct position with God. Not, not teeter-tottering, not made, not being like, well, you know, it's really not a sin over here. Not no, no, no. Live 100% for God. That's what Elijah had to do. Elisha had to be in the right place at the right time to receive the anointing, to receive that double portion, to receive what? The more. So with us, as believers, we have to get to the spot that we are aligned with heaven. I, I, can't, I can't experience the more if I'm aligned with my own wants over here. That if I constantly just want to divulge in french fries, right? <laughs> I, I can't even, if that's all I want. No, no, I have to be I have to be aligned with heaven constantly. I have to hear from God. I need to know what God wants from me. Because I can't experience the more if I don't even have a relationship with him. Like, to experience this more, I have to align myself with God. What does that look like? Again, it means not living for yourself, living for others. It means whatever God asks that we do. It means that following his word, that we worship, that we pray, that we go after him, that we seek his face daily, that we don't just, you know, put him off to the side until Sunday morning or, 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 on a, or during a fire, Friday night fire or, or during, a, during a youth night. No, no, no. We seek God and we align ourselves with heaven constantly so I can experience the more. And then again, if we're, if we're believers, why wouldn't we want to align ourselves with heaven? Can I say this? If, we don't, if, if we're not aligning ourselves with, with heaven and we're not aligning ourselves with God, what's the point? I don't want to just claim the name and just do nothing, do, do nothing with it. I don't just want to, you know, like if someone got drafted into, into, into the NFL, they don't just want to be like, you know, I'm, just, I'm drafted. Cool, awesome, I got drafted. Woo! I put on a jersey. I've been chosen. And I have, I have the abilities to do so, but I'm never going to practice. I'm never going to do more. I'm never going to grow in more. Guess who's not going to play? Guess who's going to be benched? That person. I don't want to be benched. I, I, I want to be somebody that says, okay, God, you've chosen me. Go, let's do this. Let's go. Let's step into this. Let's not stop anymore. Let's go after 100%. Let's give God everything that we have. I want to align myself with God and nothing else. Can I say this? You're capable of doing more. Not saying more that you, you need to do more. I'm saying you're capable of living in the more. God hasn't called us called you to live a status quo life. He has called you to live in the more. He hasn't, he hasn't called us just to sit by. He's, he's called you to do something awesome with your life. That God didn't uniquely create every single human being on earth to have different DNA, to have a different thumbprint, eye print, tongue print, all these different things, just to do the same thing. Or to, to, even, to even just live in just status quo living. But he's called you to experience this more that he has for your life. This more that we're all destined and called to do. I don't know who who, who needs to hear this, but your past does not define the more that God wants to do with you. Your current situation does not determine whether God wants to use you or not. Saul, before he was Paul, was killing Christians. And in that one moment, he had that one moment where God was like, I need to use this guy. He obviously knows what he, he obviously has a knowledge of me, but he doesn't know me. So I need to show him that he needs to know who I am. And in that moment, Paul, Saul turned to Paul, and then literally days later, he started preaching the gospel. It doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what you're currently going through. You are called for more. You are destined for more. To live in the more, to flow in the more, to be excited in it, to, to wake up in the morning and be like, all right, God, let's go. I can do this. I'm called for more. I don't, need to live, I don't need to wake up wondering if he has a plan. I know he has a plan. Some of us wake up every morning not knowing what life is going to hold, and it brings almost like a depression on us. Some of us wake up in the morning and we just don't, we don't know what's, what's next. And we feel like maybe some of us are walking without a purpose. But can I tell you, according to what we just read in the Word, that is not the case. He turns morning... <laughs> He turns mourning into dancing. He turns all these different things. He turns sorrow into joy. He turns hate into love. He turns all lies into truth. You're called to do more. You're called for more. You don't have to live in your stuff anymore. Rise up. Wake up, dry bones. Let's go. There's a world waiting for us to walk in the more. There's a world waiting for us to, to walk in the more of what Jesus has for us. There's so much more. But we as believers need to start to rise up today and say, I am called for more. I'm going to do more for him. I'm not going to sit back and allow my feelings to dictate what I'm supposed to do. I'm just going to do it. Regardless of what my feelings say, I'm going to just charge forward and say, God, you've called me to this. You've chosen me for this. You've anointed me for this. And you're calling me to do more in this. I'm going to do more. Not less, but more. Everyone stand to your feet. Called for more, not less, more. Not not status quo living, but more. You can do it. You don't have to have everything together. You don't have to have. You don't have to be, go to a Bible school school for four years. Again, no, 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 no. Just by saying I believe in Jesus, or just being called out, already already qualifies you to do more. I'm no longer in darkness. I'm in the light. God, use me, choose me, and anoint me to do more. Let's do it. Today is the day that this church will walk in more. Today is the day that this church will say, I'm no no longer okay with living how I used to live. I'm going to live in the more now. I'm tired of going back and forth between being called and chosen constantly. I want to be anointed, and I want to do more. I'm done trying to go back to my darkness. I want to do more. I'm done trying to go back. I want to do more. I'm not satisfied without more. Today is the day that our church, this church in this, in this community, in this city says, I am ready for more. I'm gonna do more. I'm gonna show people more. I'm gonna tell people more. I'm gonna pray for people more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for people to be healed from sickness more. I'm gonna pray for miracles more. I'm gonna do more for the kingdom because I am not satisfied with just sitting here on a Sunday doing nothing with my word. I'm gonna move forward and I'm gonna do this thing. So if you're ready for more, and the more of God, and to operate in that. I need everyone to lift up your hands straight up in there, both hands. If that is you, and you're like, you know what, I need to do this. And that is everybody up in here, which it should be. You're called for more, for greater. That what Jesus said that he did, that we have the ability to do more than that. You have the ability. It's placed in you. You've been anointed for this part. Before you were even born, God anointed you for this moment for more. So can we say this can we say this with just with this this bold confidence? And I, I don't I don't 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 give me like this quiet stuff. We 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 need to say this with confidence. Say this with me. Say I am called. I am chosen. I am anointed. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. God, use me for more. God, use me to reach more. God, use me to pray more, to go after you more, to reach people more, and to be more than I have seen myself be. God, today, we walk in the more. God, today, we choose not to stay in the same spot, but to move forward. God, today, we choose not to live in our past, but live in the future that you've called us to do. God, today, we choose to not live in status quo living, but live in the more living. More, more, and more.